0: Thank you for listening to the Radiant Church podcast. For more information, visit us at weareradiant.com. Man, well, I'm so glad that you are with us this Sunday at Radiant Church. We are one church in multiple locations throughout Tampa Bay and really right now around the world. And if I haven't had a chance to meet you, my name is Aaron Burke. I'm the lead pastor, and we have a simple mission to help move you from where you are to where God wants you to be. And today, we're starting a brand new series that I'm super excited about called Asking for a Friend. And it's not our normal Asking for a Friend series. This is Asking for a Friend, Quarantine Edition. We're answering all of your questions when it comes to what's going on in the quarantine right now. So here's what you can do. You can actually text the number below. 813-992-7765, that's our church phone number, and send me a question, because you're going to help me develop this series over the next few weeks, and we're going to answer these questions from God's Word, and we're going to get some truths to help move you to the purposes of God during this season. Now we can't answer all the questions, there's been some that were submitted that I just don't think we have the answers for, questions like this that obviously weren't asked by you but maybe asked by a friend. It's simply like, how many calories does it burn to push continue watching on Netflix all day long? Obviously, you don't want to know that, but that's asking for a friend. Or how about this other one that I thought was funny? When someone is telling you a horrible story and they're crying, how long should I wait before I take a bite of my corn dog? Asking for a friend. Here's one more during the quarantine season. You've probably asked it. And I don't have an answer for you, but it's simply this question. Are tortillas flushable? Asking for a friend. Now, we can't answer those questions, but one question that was submitted over and over again, we talked about it in the video that just played, and it is an important question and an important topic. Now, before I give it to you, there's two groups of people. Now, let me just tell you about these two groups of people. One is that you're in the middle of this situation right now. So you're going to be taking lots of notes you're going to be leaning in because this is such a crucial subject for you. But there's another group that you're looking at this going, Aaron, this doesn't apply to me. I need to watch a different message. And I'm going to challenge you this with this. One, you're either going to need this information in the future. Or two, there's somebody that you know that's in the middle of this situation that you're going to need to listen to this, get some wisdom, send them the notes, and it's going to help them. Today, here's what I want to talk to you about. I want to talk to you about how do I parent during a pandemic how do I parent during a pandemic now let me just say I've done a lot of things in my life I've been able to travel the globe I've gotten my master's actually two weeks ago I just completed my doctorate it was incredibly difficult I've been able to build a bible college I've started businesses I started this church I've been able to do some really difficult things in my life but nothing I've ever done is nearly as difficult as raising children Raising children, there's nothing that I've lost sleep over more, there's nothing that I've lost more hair over than simply being a parent. And if you're a parent, you understand the concerns that I'm coming to you about today, that parenting is, it's a lot. Parenting is a lot in any season. It's especially difficult. During a pandemic, now if you don't know about my family, let me show you a little picture of them because I'm so proud of them. I love them so much. I know they're watching this message right now. So this is my wife. Uh, This upcoming summer will be 10 years we've been married and we have four children that are seven and under. There's my Lily Beth and she's got such a big smile. She's beautiful. My Annabelle Grace, she's a little cuddler. Then there's my boy Kai. He's the man of the house and, and that boy's never done anything wrong in his life and then there's my Elise she's determined she's strong she's she's surviving she's that fourth kid and if you think we're not crazy enough already to have four children we have announced it recently that we have our fifth child on the way number 5 and final that are coming this coming this uh, this upcoming fall so be praying for us which by the way my beautiful wife is helping me next Sunday preach the message on Mother's Day we're going to be talking about answering your questions on anxiety, panic, and worry. If you know anybody that's dealt with it, make sure you join us. But us as a family, we have had to learn what it's like to parent. Parenting is incredibly stressful. And, you know, the last two months I've been home pretty much every day. I've been working from home, and there's always been this phrase that I've never understood. The phrase was that stay-at-home moms or stay-at-home dads, they have the most difficult job in the world. Now, I used to say that because it made my wife happy, but I never believed it until this pandemic. I've realized that being home and raising children, it is a lot of work. Now, there's a lot of kids that are watching this sermon right now, and I just want you to know, you're not a lot of work because we, you're not a burden to us, you're not, you don't frustrate us, you're just a lot of work because you're a human being that God's put in our hands to be raised up and And that's a huge responsibility. And we've got to do something to figure out how to do this better. And over the last two months, I've I've been faced with a challenge. How can I parent better? How can I learn how to raise these kids up well? And what I've realized is any time in my life that I ask for help, that's not a sign of weakness. It's a sign of wisdom. Let me say that again. When you ask for help, It's not a sign of weakness, it's a sign of wisdom. So I had to go and get some help on how do I parent well? How do I raise up these children well? And what I did is I went to God's Word. And I just looked through God's Word going, okay, how do I raise up people that are going to be lifelong followers of Jesus? That are going to be contributing members of society? That aren't going to kill anybody along the way? Like, I just some simple things. And I found three, what I'm calling, timeless truths. These are truths that are available, not just during a pandemic, but all the time on how we can be great parents. Let me give you number one, a timeless truth for parenting is simply this, is that parenting is hard work. Parenting is hard work. Now, children, if you're you're watching this, here's what you should do. You should give your parents lots of hugs, even right now. You should give them big old kisses. You should tomorrow morning, here's what you should do. You should wake up, make them breakfast in bed, figure out how to clean the house for them. Why? Because parenting is really hard work. And your parents do a lot for you that you have no clue about. Now, I know there's some teenagers that are watching going, hey, I'm a teenager. I'm easy. I I pretty much raised myself. Parenting is even harder work when you're raising teenagers, So I want you to know, there's a lot of hard work that goes into this. We see this from the very beginning. We see that pain and hard work and struggle has been part of parenting. The Bible says it like this, when sin entered the world, the Lord said to Eve, who is the first woman, he said, I'm going to surely, and look what he says, multiply your pain. In other words, you thought it was painful before, wait till you get kids in your life. And he says, I'm going to multiply your pain in childbearing. In other words, when you have children, I have heard that it's very painful. And now I've never experienced that myself, but I've been there for all four of my children being born. and I, I'm telling you, thank God, I don't have to go through that. But it's very painful. And then he says, but not only in the childbearing, but also pain in bringing forth children. In other words, there's going to be some hard work that comes Afterwards, Now, I just want you to understand this because if you're not careful, here's what you'll do. You'll make an assumption that parenting is difficult for you, but it's easy for somebody else. And here's why we do this. Because we're in the age of social media, so you look at them on social media and you go, they've got it easy. Look how perfect. Look how well-behaved their children are. You probably saw that picture of, of my family and go, oh, they look so perfect. Do you know how many shots that one picture had? How much I had to bribe my children and and yell at those children just to get that one picture that still only three out of the four were smiling in? Parenting is hard work for everybody. We go on a walk or two every single day right now during this pandemic. And so we'll go on a walk and people from Radiant will, will drive by, they'll see me, they'll honk at me. And just the other day, A guy guy honked at me and drove by, hey, Pastor Aaron, and Saul's walking as a family, writes me a message, hey, I just, I saw your family, I just honked at you, man, you just have such a perfect family, and I remember sitting there thinking, oh, if he would have saw me five minutes before, just five minutes before that perfect walk, we were at the house, and I'm negotiating with my three-year-old as he's pouting and, and stomping on the ground that he's not going for the walk. I'm telling my other children, saying, hey, you can't bring your entire toy box on the walk with you. Like, we're negotiating the amount of toys that can go on this one walk. It was stressful. It was painful to just go on a walk. Imagine what it takes to clean our house or to do any kind of schoolwork during this season. Parenting is tough work. Let me encourage you parents. Ready? Raising children is a person's greatest labor. But I want you to know this, it is also a person's greatest legacy. So I know there's a lot of parents and you go, it's a lot of work. Just understand, you're working right now on your legacy. One day, you will miss these days. One day, those kids will be sent out and you'll be sad that this season is over. Embrace the work during this season. Psalms 127 says it this way, children are a heritage from the Lord. Offspring a reward from him, like arrows in the hands of a warrior are children born in one's youth. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. I look at my life and I think of the hard work it is to, to raise up children and have them do what's right and disciplining them and schoolwork and social stuff and sports. I know it's a lot of hard work, but it's also an investment in my legacy. And I want to encourage you parents, it might seem difficult, it's sleepless nights, but it is worth it. Timeless truth number two is simply this, parenting involves leading. Now this is very controversial in our world today because they just believe that children should just figure it out on their own. Let them make up their own mind. Let them figure out who they are on their own. And when you look at God's word you realize that is absolutely crazy. God has positioned us as parents to be the leaders of our household and to lead our children into the truth and the destiny that God has for them. I saw this quote by Edward Duke of Windsor. He said it this way. The thing that impresses me about America is the way that the parents obey the children. Ouch, what a statement right there. So, what are we called to do? We are called to lead our children. Ephesians says it this way, chapter 4, verse 6 Fathers, do not exasperate your children. In other words, do not purposely stir them up or make them angry. Instead, the Bible says, bring them up, train them in the training and instruction of the Lord. So, we're to lead our children. And then he gives us those two words the training. And the instruction. Let me tell you the difference between the two. You see, as parents, we're called to both train and instruct. So the example would be if you were to join a basketball team, you would go through a period of time before your first game, and it's called your training season. You're training. You're learning the skills. The coach has got a a whiteboard. He's teaching you the different things that are going to eventually happen on game day. But you see, a coach's job doesn't end when the game starts. The coach then moves from training to then instruction. And parents are either really good at one or really good at the other. So they're really good at the pre-game training, but they neglect the during the game instruction. Or a big mistake is a lot of parents neglect the pre-game instruction, I mean training, and all they want to do is then correct and bring instruction in the middle of the game. But the Bible says, here's what parents are called to do. They're called to train beforehand and then instruct in the middle. This is what good parenting does. So a good example is my kids, three out of the four of them are potty trained. Thank God that was Katie's work right there. And when they, pot, they were potty trained, they um, didn't quite understand how much toilet paper to use. Now, our problem was that our ki- my kids were overusing toilet paper. Thank God they were overusing instead of underusing, amen? So what I did is I kept having our toilets getting clogged. And this was very annoying and very expensive for our house. So I decided instead of blaming my kids, I would train my kids So Katie's made fun of me. She put it on her social media a couple months ago where I I gathered my children in the living room and I said, we are going to have a discussion on proper toilet paper usage in our house. And I got the toilet paper. I showed them how much you should use. Now, I, I I didn't give them like a graphic example of using toilet paper. What did I do? I just talked them through it. And now since then, I've gone from training to some instruction. And hey, that was an overuse. That was an underuse. Hey, you need to do this. Why? It's my job. That might seem silly, but at the same time, this is what we're called to do. We are called to lead. And here's my question for you today. Are you leading your children or are your children leading you? In our society today, so many children are leading their parents. No wonder the society is falling apart. So parents, can I challenge you during this quarantine time? Let me give you some things where you should be leading your children. First of all, and this one's very difficult during this season, but I'm going to challenge you to do it. Lead your children into a healthy routine. I know a lot of the t- routines have gotten thrown off. It was, you got them ready and they got off to school and now they're at home. And basically summer started, but at the same time we're doing school, same time you're working. And the best thing that you can do for your kids right now is create a routine. Here's what routine does. Routine creates safety and security in a child. So when you create a routine for them, it puts them on a path towards health. And there's a lot of people that have to understand this. Your children will never get to a healthy destination, a healthy habit, without you creating the routine. You see, somebody's gonna create that routine, And I believe the responsibility for it is on us as parents. Here's what the Bible says. Proverbs 22. Train a child in the way that he should go. So this is is less about telling them. It's more about showing them. Here's here's when you should wake up. Here's when you should set your alarm. Here's, Here's what you should do in the morning. Here's what your devotion life should look like. Here's how we honor God with our giving. You should train your child. There should be a routine in your life that they can see. And here's the promise. It says when they are old, they won't depart from that training. Now a lot of people are frustrated because you maybe have people in college and young adults and maybe even some teenagers and they seem to have departed. Let me encourage you, keep training. Keep showing them the way that they should live. And I promise you, eventually they'll come around to doing what you taught them. And I know a lot of you guys are frustrated. You're frustrated that things aren't opening up as fast or frustrated things are opening up too fast. I understand the frustrations, but let me encourage you during this season, get a good routine. Create a time that everybody wakes up, a time y'all do devotions together. Create a time that y'all can pray together, a time that they can be on their screens, times that when is the screen limited. All of those decisions should be made by you. And I think it's so important that you don't let your children set the routine, but you, as a parent, set the routine. And here's what routine does. Write it down in your notes this way. Routine should not create stress. It it should reduce the stress. Why? Because we're no longer having to worry about what are they going to do, what are they looking at. No, 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 no. I've created a routine, and if I do the right things enough, I'll eventually get to the right results. The Bible says it this way. Parents should discipline your children now this could mean that you put them in time out it could mean that you spank them or you you know you you take away the screens there's a lot of ways of doing discipline let me change it a little bit this way here's what it means for me discipline your children put them in a place where they have to learn discipline and the worst thing we could do during this pandemic time is to just go y'all make up your schedule do what you need to do no 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 God has positioned you, parents, in that home to lead that. You might be a single mom, you might be a single dad, you, you might have one as a believer, one as not a believer, but let me just encourage you, God gave you those children, take some leadership and put them on a routine, it'll help them get healthier. Which, by the way, we are always the result of our routine. So if you don't like what your kids are like in a couple of months from now, just understand, you can't blame it on the teachers, can't blame it on the government, can't even blame it on the church. You're the one creating the routine. And your kids will be a result of that routine. Here's number two. It's simply, I want you to lead your children into genuine faith. Genuine faith. They they should be learning faith from you. And when kids are being raised up, they should learn how to follow God, how to pray, how to value church, how to worship by looking at our lives my parents did a great job at this i'm telling you i know my mom and my dad they're watching now they watch all these sermons and my grandmother did a great job at this they always modeled for us of what it looks like i'm telling you we never were given an option of going to church we were there and we were there sunday morning we were there sunday night we were in small group we were there wednesday night we just they made it a priority when we gathered together as a family to eat we always prayed first when there was a struggle in our family, we sought God. We, we, we made sure that we leaned into him. Our family had God as the middle of it. And where did our, all of the kids, their kids are following the Lord today. What was the result? Is they didn't just tell us what to do. They showed us genuine faith. When finances were tight, they showed us how we relied on God. When they were blessed above and beyond, they showed us how to be generous. We learned that from My parents, I always believe this, that children don't need a motto to say, they need a model to follow. It's a great phrase right there. They don't need a motto to say, they need a model to follow. And parents, you can be that model for them. And I love this about my parents because they weren't perfect, but they had the perfect pursuit. Let me say that again. They weren't perfect, by, by all means, but they had the perfect pursuit. They pursued after Jesus. They honored God. And what did we do? We learned those lessons from them. Look how it says it in Deuteronomy. It talks about the importance of of passing this thing on. Deuteronomy chapter six, verse four. It says, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. For For Jewish people, this is one of the most important verses in all the Bible. They said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. And then it says, these commands that I give you today are to be on your hearts. And then look what it says to do. Impress them on your children. So it didn't, notice it didn't say, let the church impress them on your children. Make, make, let YouTube impress them on your children. Let your aunt impress them on them. No, 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 you take the responsibility. So how do I do it? Look what he says. Talk about it when you sit down. When you talk about it, do devotions when you sit down at your dinner table. Talk about it when you go on your walk. Talk about it when you lie down, the, you're going to bed. Talk about the goodness of God. Talk about your testimony. Challenge your children in their faith. Talk about it. when you get up in the morning, look how God's been good to us. Put them as symbols on your hands. Look, it says, wear a pray first bracelet. That'll help. Right there, bind them on your foreheads, write them on the doorframes. In other words, find any means necessary to talk about how much we love God and have sincere faith in Him. This is the job and the responsibility as a parent. I, I, I don't want to be boastful. I don't want to be arrogant. It's going to sound arrogant what I'm about to say. But here's what I wish over my children. I hope that my children have the faith that I have in Jesus. I really do. I hope they love Jesus the way I love Jesus. I hope they they love their family the way I love my family. I hope they, they give generously the way I give generously. I hope they honor God with their tithe the way I honor God with my tithe. I hope they're involved in the church the way I'm involved in the church. Let me tell you, I'm not telling them instructions on how to live I'm showing them the lifestyle by example, and that's what parenting is about. We see this in the life of uh, Timothy, one of the disciples of Paul. We look at it, and he says it like this. Paul's talking to Timothy. He says, I'm reminded of your sincere faith. I want that said about my kids. And then he says, listen, it wasn't just your faith. It was a faith that first dwelt in your grandmother, Lois. My kids, they're going to say that about their grandmother, Anne, their grandmother, Susan, yeah, it, it, it dwelt in them, too. And then it's in your mother, Eunice. I'm so glad my wife's not named Eunice. but in, 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 your, in your mother, Katie. And then they're going to say, and now it dwells in you also. What is this? This is a generational thing. Faith goes from generation to generation to generation. It is passed down by example. Here's the last one. Is I want you to lead your children into enjoying family time. I know these are moments where you're in a house a lot together. Can I encourage you? Make the most of it do game nights, put puzzles together, play games together, do a movie night, order pizza, make the most of these. Your kids are going to talk about this quarantine season for the rest of their life. And parents, I know it's a lot of work, but put some effort into making the most of this. I really believe that life is not measured in minutes. It's measured in moments. And right now, we have the opportunity. I'm, I'm trying my hardest. Katie and I talk about it all the time. How do, how do we just create those moments? They're going to remember it. When I look back on my life, I just think of the moments that my parents put effort into. That vacation and put effort into that walk. And we did that slumber party. And, and you know we, we you know, sat and made a tent out back and slept in there that night. Why? We just created moments and parents Lead your kids into these moments together, and they're going to go, "Well, we don't want to do that, Dad," and "Mom, this is boring, but I'm telling you this, I did the same thing with my siblings we were growing up. We all said the same thing. I can't believe they're making us do this. Why are we going on this walk? Why are we going on this vacation? I'd rather hang out with my friends." The truth is, my parents didn't care what we said. They led us into enjoying family time. And truly, today, I mean, now I'm with my closest friends in the world are my brothers and sisters. They're watching this message. They, all, they do every single week. I love them. They, 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 we're close. We, we go on vacation together without my parents now. His, we, we, why? My parents led us to enjoying family time. How is that possible? It's possible through the leadership of the parents. It's your job. Last thing I'll leave you with, because this is, could be the most important thing you hear, because a lot of this stuff on parenting, it, it's frustrating, it's hard, it's difficult. I know you're stretched thin during this time, But here's what I've realized about good parenting. Ready? Here's my timeless tip. Number three is simply this. Parenting needs God's grace. It needs God's grace because I'll tell you, I can't do it on my own. And God never designed us to do it on our own. So let me just encourage somebody in here today. You're you're frustrated. You feel like, man, I just, I I can't, I'm at what's in. When am I going to get out of this house? I'm telling you, God's got you there during this season. He gave me this message. He's giving you this challenge. Because where you feel weak, that's where his grace is made strong. So here's what I want us to do. At the end of this message, I want you to encourage you to understand God wants to help you be a great parent. You need to hear that. I just told you in Psalm 127 that children are a heritage of the Lord. Let me tell you the verse that comes right before it. It says it this way. It says, unless the Lord builds the house, the laborers, they, they labor in vain. So here's what it is. Unless God's involved in you as a parent, all the work, all the memories, all the stuff, it's all in vain. But I have good news for you today. God brings his grace in. That's where he wants to be involved in your life. So you have two options as a parent. I see these two options all the time. So help me out with this. One is this weight. Now this thing is a little heavy. This is like a 60, 70 pound kettlebell right here. And so this weight represents guilt. And what I see is I see a lot of families, and they're walking around with this. They're walking around with a lot of parents walking around with guilt. It's mom guilt. It's dad guilt. It's how I'm raising my kids. It's how they spend their time. Guilt, 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 guilt. Man, this thing is heavy. And here's what I realize. God has never designed you to live with guilt. So if you're a parent and you feel guilt during this message, here's what I'm going to ask you to do. I'm going to ask you to take that weight of guilt, how you could have done it different, the mistakes you did make, The struggles you did have. And I'm going to ask you this Sunday to lay the guilt down. Because as Christians, we don't have to live with guilt. We get to live with what I call the gift of grace. So you have a choice. The weight of guilt or the gift of grace. The weight of guilt or the gift of grace. And I'm going to challenge you. Lay down guilt and pick up grace. Because here's my daily prayer as a parent. I'll end with this. My daily prayer is this simply, God, help me to remove the guilt and apply the grace today. Lord, I don't know how to raise these kids right. I remove the guilt, I apply your grace, your power, your strength that's made perfect in all of my weaknesses. Lord, I pray for Radiant Church across Tampa Bay today. Lord, so many parents are are bound by guilt and worry and stress Lord, I pray that they would release the guilt in this moment. Lord, let them experience the gift of grace. What is that? Your power, your spirit, your favor on their life. Lord, I pray a blessing over the parents of our church. Lord, that they would walk in the grace of God when it comes to raising their children. And we believe you for great things that these children will be raised up as arrows being sent out from warriors that are the parents of Radiant Church. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Come on, let's sing it across Tampa Bay. across Tampa Bay. I want to believe with you right now. There's a lot of people that you don't know God. You don't have a relationship with God and you're joining this message. You're like, I want to be a better parent. Here's the best way you can be a better parent is to make God the center of your life. He'll give you a grace to not only get over your past, but get over your mistakes, to walk in victory in every area of your life. Today's your day to surrender your heart to Jesus. With every eye closed, every head bowed, right there in your living room, Today's your day. And you say, Aaron, God's stirring on my heart. Today's my day to surrender my life to Him. I want you to respond. Right there on Church Online, you can click. I'm surrendering my life to Christ. You're there on Facebook, YouTube. Just say, today's my day. I'm giving my life to Jesus. I want you to respond right now. Lord, I pray you'd speak to people. Change them. Lord, let them experience your grace. Thank you that you are a good parent. You love us. You came to the earth to die for us so that we could be raised to new life with you. We give you our past. Come to tell them, I give you my, my sin, I give you my issues. Jesus, be my Lord, and be my Savior. I'm going to follow you for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. I hope that you have loved week one of asking for a friend. There's someone that needs this message. They're struggling with their kids. Make sure you share it with them. Thank you for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. For service times or giving options, visit us at weareradiant.com.